character down. Repeat, we have a character down. Dispatching CIS. CIS, the Character Investigation Service. A modern take on the classic character study. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the CIS Autopsy Laboratory. That this time we're in the break room. We're taking a break from uh, our normal work and just hanging out. We've got one of our uh, techs with us today. Welcome, Delore. How you doing, Delore? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? No, doing good. Um, we were just in a conversation. You were telling me about a character that you were uh, doing a character study on, and I thought, you know, you we we may want to record it. Because it sounded really awesome, and unfortunately, we, we don't have it up on the CIS case study files, so uh, just go for it. Tell us all about it. Well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, for my personal, uh, I guess, looking into stuff, because, you know, I do this on my off time. Yes. But uh, I had it under file 1105-2004. This is from The Incredibles. From The Incredibles. Edna Mode. Edna Mode. Edna Mode. Bite Size Fury. <laughs> yeah, I've been wondering when we're going to promote you to uh, uh, to the uh, character autopsy level instead of just laboratory tech. Yeah, I'll get there eventually. Yeah, I'll get there eventually. Keep putting in the work. You know? Yeah, you'll get up there. Yeah. Stand shoulder to shoulder with Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that last one he did, that, that was fantastic. It was fantastic. All right. What you got there? What's in your notes? All right. Well, the way I like to divvy it up, we have our initial impressions. Mm -hmm. So, of course, she's short in stature. She's short in stature, but her personality more than makes up for it. I mean, to tell you, like, seeing this woman, you would think she's six foot tall, the way she acts. She walks its absolute confidence incarnate. I tell you, it's like she never had a doubt in her life. Yeah, even even though she's only two foot tall, she carries herself like she's yeah. She walks among giants. She does indeed. Yeah, not easily intimidated. You gotta think she makes costumes and equipment for supers, superheroes, and none of them can tell her no, like at all. It's the more I learn about this woman, the more I want to be this woman, because it's just so interesting my, my initial impressions I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that first so of course she's short but she has a huge personality she's bombastic extremely intelligent just by looking at her she's got that look in her eye highly creative i mean you saw frozone's costume you saw the new incredibles costume even elastigirl's costume it's she she definitely knows how to work with the people she knows how to provide them with needs that they didn't even know they needed yet. Uh, of course, she's an artist. I mean, the way she presents herself, the way she talks about her art, I, I definitely wouldn't say she's an artist. She she definitely fuses function with fashion, most yeah. definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> Although I do get this sense that she's a little bit maybe conceited or selfish, which adds a little flavor to her mm -hmm. complexity. And you can see it all kind of stemming from different places. Of course, we can't look into her mind, but based on the evidence that was presented to us, she's a complex character. She is like she she does come off as a character who has her who has some layers because 
we were introduced to her and she's really upset that she's been downgraded essentially to working with supermodels, spoiled, selfish, stick figure brats. Ha! Nothing super about them. Yeah. She used to work on for gods. She used to design for gods. <laughs> <laughs> and so when Mr. Incredible shows up in her life again, you see that spark instantly. Like, I mean, the way she introduced, she has her uh, bodyguard there asking who it is. She hears his voice and comes running, bashes that guy out of the way. This little woman tackles this guy out of the way. <laughs> All up on the camera. She's excited. She's being able to reach her full potential again because of course in the in the, in the uh, history of the events of the movie that superhero work has become illegal mm -hmm. or, and all of them were forced to retire due to some incidents there's precedent with uh mr incredible yeah and because of that she kind of lost her craft a little bit she's always been a bit of a fashion designer but she also missed the technical work and function that you could get out of uh out of superhero designing mm -hmm. hey and you know she's a german and japanese she is i didn't i didn't know that absolutely that's where her uh accent comes in it's german with complicated by japanese i love that description of it german and japanese yeah. that's fascinating i think it in a way since they're both small countries who contribute huge amounts to the world in medical research and technological research and technological advancement, she kind of embodies those two countries. But hey, like I said, first impressions. So maybe it's like the 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 technology. They, 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 yeah, I mean, Germans. The Germans are not really. Germans are known for their architecture, but not for their fashion sense. But the Japanese definitely. Exactly. <laughs> say, like, you can see she got her fashion sense from her Japanese side, and of course the Japanese are technological gods as well. So it just plays right into that, that of that character aspect. Absolutely. And little known fact, most of the leading medical research in the world came from Germany. Really? Absolutely. We we mentioned Nazis. They did a lot of horrible things, but based on their notes, we've learned way more and then in taking maybe the not the cold-hearted calculatedness of their research but the innovation in it germany to this day is still one of the leading medical countries in the world and you she would have to understand genes and biology in order to coordinate the suits to work with whatever superpowers wow the supers had you wow. See, you see what I mean? <laughs> the more you look into this character, the more complicated she becomes. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? And, and this is the case I'm working on my free time. <laughs> so, uh, what, what I had to look into with, like, her way of thinking, what I had to look into with her way of thinking is she she puts forth that whole artistic superiority type of thing but i feel like there's a lot of guilt just under the surface guilt guilt like no no self-doubt or anything but a lot of guilt and kind of acceptance but regret over some of the decisions she made in the past there was a montage 
where she was talking with Mr. Incredible, and he was talking about Dinah Guy's classic look with the with, with the boosters and the cape. Oh, no capes. No capes. That is the single most important line she ever said. You want to know why? Why? You got to think how many supers died because of capes that she made. She, they can't tell her no, and uh. yet they get capes anyway. Uh, I think Stratagal got caught in a wind turbine. She on got caught in a plane engine. Exactly. And she didn't look that old. Maybe 18. Of course, and then all the others, a uh, few people get caught in, like, their capes snagged on certain things mm-hmm. or caught up in a tornado or something like that. So when she's saying no capes, she's telling Mr. Incredible, like, kind of acknowledging it that hey that that was a mistake you don't dwell on the past because it 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 just oh, it distracts from the now that's her personal f- philosophy so she doesn't look back at it she acknowledges that it happened she feels bad about it but she's always looking towards the future where do you think syndrome got his costume from you think she made it I've, with a cape I I never even thought about where Syndrome got his got his costume because he's not a super, so there wouldn't be any need for Edna's expertise. She he's just a human pretending to be super. True. Either he made it, and then that was his own hubris, which is a, a definitely a good you know cautionary tale for it. Or she made it intentionally, knowing that he was bad oh so you think she made his costume with the cape knowing that that cape would probably come back his downfall oh (laughs) so but those are my only two options either he made it and she was setting up that capes are a bad idea Uh uh-huh and he wouldn't buy it or because you got to think he was a fan for a long time he saw all of her work he probably wanted an edna mode costume he probably did and either he came to her and was like, can you make me a, a costume? And she probably turned him down, and then he did it himself. Or he somehow leveraged her to make it for him. Or she just was smart enough to know, this guy is doing something wrong. Let me take precautions. Right. Because we've established already she's extremely intelligent. The just, way she- just heard a dog bark. Who brought their dog to work? I don't know. They need to stop doing that. They need to stop doing that. Yeah, dog hair and the characters and oh yeah, it's it's weird. I didn't, I didn't think we were allowed to bring dogs to work. Diamond Karen. I guess we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's cute though. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute, but they do get hair everywhere. Absolutely. So, what gives me these impressions? Her larger-than-life personality may stem from her stature, kind of as a coping thing. Maybe like, sure, I may be stall small but i can wrestle giants you know mm-hmm. or i i can i have the talent to maybe extend that far but she doesn't come off as arrogant or overpowering it's like she knows her she knows her own capabilities and in her own way she is a super she may be mortal she may not have powers per se but in a way she's super because she's aware of her own potential and in her and in a way that's super when you know what you're capable of and capable of carrying it out. Absolutely. 
try and keep this close. <laughs> that damn clock. <laughs> oh. Can we get that clock out of the break room? No. I, th- I think Rick, that that janitor down the hall. Yeah, he put he, it in. He loves that old clock. Yeah. I've petitioned to have it removed, but I guess Rick has someone on the board or some something because they they will not get that old clock out of here. No, I guess like it's it's a historic building, so. Oh yeah, yeah, it, d- it does. I guess it adds a some character to the to the to the break room as if the break room needs character. Right. Well, of course, that's our whole job. That is our job, but we want a break from the character. That's why we're here. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, we we still end up talking about work. I mean, when you love what you do... You talk about it. Absolutely. Even when you're on break. So yeah, Edna Mode could be super, just because she has these abilities. She executes them, and they work for the betterment of others, for the betterment of society. Absolutely. And if she wasn't the way she was, I don't think she could have talked Elastigirl into her old self. Because what what I've noticed is once you earn her respect, she holds you to that. If you deviate from it in any way, she's like, no, I respect you. You have to be worth my respect now. You know? So when uh, Elastigirl, Helen Parr, is crying over Bob, maybe he's cheating or anything like that. And what does she do? She hops on the counter with a book, beats her in the head saying, pull yourself together. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, you were a Elastigirl. You were a god. Act like it. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You're bringing up all these moments that I have not thought about. But now you're talking about, she's like, you are a god now. Step up and act like it and call me. I enjoy our chats. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, she's because of the superheroes being away from her, like she attended Bob Parr's, Bob and Helen Parr's wedding. She mm-hmm. was in the front yeah, row. Yeah, she was in the front row. And those were close friends. Of course, they mostly met over like costume stuff and new designs and hero work and that kind of stuff. But once that becomes legal, how do you stay in touch with those people? I mean, sure, she's probably kept tabs on everybody, but how do you really connect with somebody else when the thing that you connect over is taboo? Mm-hmm. It, it's hard. Plus, you know, they got kids and they keep moving, all that stuff. And like you were saying, she got downgraded to super fashion model. Nothing super about them, but yeah. This, this is why I say that in looking into Edna Mode, you think a completely tertiary, maybe secondary character off to the side has such a rich background, rich and full background. Yeah, and another thing I just thought about about her character is uh, she has, she has a, a relationship with these people that probably not many people have. She's probably a close confidant of all the supers because they she's something they all have in common may you know who knows not just that she makes uh their suits for them who knows how much information's in her head like there's that dog again i think she's walking it down the hall oh okay (laughs) (laughs) but um uh 
Yeah, it's like she probably she probably holds a lot of secrets in her head, a lot of information, and just that's just fascinating about her character. I, I just thought about something else, something else. That just that little line when when Bob Parr shows up and she goes, "My God, you've gotten fat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's this little little humorous uh, jab at Par, Bob Parr there. It's like just just to show that their relationship is is not just purely professional. They they're friends. They are. They've been together for a long time, and I I feel like uh, Edna Mode does go her their, her relationship does go be, go beyond professional with these people, and that she is a close confidant with everybody. I, I really think that the whole community loves her for who she is, not just because. They, they, they. She makes their clothes, and she does amazing work. But that, even as little and small she is, she stands up to them. She talks to them to their eyes as best as she can. She, <laughs> <laughs> she, she stands on their level. She talks to them as they need to be talked to, not as they want to. And that can gain respect from people. Like, I, this woman is, she, she's for real. She is the real deal. I mean, she even got her own little nickname. They they always call her E. You know? Yeah, E. Yeah. And it's funny that uh, if you look in some of the background, the software that Pixar was using to make this movie, that's where her name came from. That's where it came from. Uh, the software that Pixar was using was E-Mode. And they they played with the idea that like having the story of the craftsman, which can always be just as interesting as the hero. Mm-hmm. And that like, she kind of inspired that. Uh, the director, Brad Bird, was looking into like, trying to trying to explain why superheroes have costumes. Like this big macho man who's focused on justice just took up like sewing. When, <laughs> when did that happen? And it looks this good and functions this well. There had to be somebody behind that. I kind of also posit that she may have been a holdover from World War II. Mm-hmm. So, because it looks like it's set in maybe the 50s or the 60s, but when she first get introduced to supers and stuff, they probably had their powers since maybe the 50s. And with all just how smart she is and how determined she is, she would do whatever she needed to do to move up. Right. And so I posit that maybe like Einstein, she escaped from maybe Germany or something, moved uh, and was taken out to uh, America. So she's like, uh, um, I just went blank, the guy who who uh, designed Saturn V. Oh. I just went blank. I feel so stupid right now. German scientist that helped design the Saturn V rocket. I would think so. Except her rockets have intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a play on that World War II story of, of Americans Americans taking uh, Brit- our, our uh, German scientists and probing them. Say, hey, why don't you give us some of your secrets? See what you got. Yeah. I, I didn't w- even think about that angle. It, like, like I say, the more you dig into her character, the more complicated she gets. She's absolutely fascinating. Uh, I think I have couple quotes from her right here i've been taking notes on this and of course there's that quote where she's like uh you never look into the past because it distracts from the now she's always looking forward she knows she's the best does not hide it she 
carries herself with so much gravitas that I find her absolutely fascinating and I'm probably going to continue looking into her. It's awesome. So you had some quotes. You want to you wrap up with some, uh, with some quotes from her? Oh, absolutely. Um... Actually, I think I might have left them somewhere else. And this is why I'm only a tech. I'm still working <laughs> on that organization thing. <laughs> still working on the organization. Well, you don't have to bring your notes to uh, to the to the uh, break room. Well, yeah, true. I don't, I, I'm a little paranoid. I think Terry's taking people's stuff. You know, come to think of it, my my uh, my cold brew coffee was in the fridge this morning. It's gone. <laughs> took my coffee taking taking Dolores notes alright well anyway I think we we, we should uh, get back to work uh, supervisors are gonna kick our butts if uh, we don't get back there but Dolores it's been awesome hearing about your case from uh, about uh, Edna Mode and I certainly hope that one day you'll be promoted to uh character autopsy technician instead of laboratory tech here's hoping if, if, if you if you uh keep pushing out stuff like this i mean i'm sure you'll be up there uh, uh up there with the big dogs yeah one day i'm, I'm pushing for it we're pushing get, for it we're gonna get that organization it's been a pleasure thank you for taking the time to listen to some of my stuff oh no problem no problem all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Character Autopsy Laboratory right here in the break room. Hope you enjoyed yourself, and I hope you will come back and in, come back and listen again. Have a good day and good night. <laughs>